This evening's Dharma talk is titled Humanment. Um, Let forms fall apart. Yes. Thank you. Let forms fall apart. I was following my own suggestion there. <laughs> too intensely. So let forms fall forward. There's lots of ways of saying the same thing. And the Buddhist teaching is uh, there's only half a dozen things that is really fundamentally being said. And it's said in so many different ways. And it seems necessary to say, in, say it in so many different ways. And uh, all of those ways are valuable to different people in different ways, in different times, different cultures, different uh, environments, different mindsets, different conditioning, on and on and on. All the dependent origination, all the conditions and causes that are coming apart, are coming forward, are complicated. And it's hard to navigate. So what do we do? We want to navigate because we're somebody and we want to make sure we know where we're going. We want to get somewhere. We want to be successful called materialism. Not wrong, just circular. Not wrong, just make circles. Uh, it looks like a straight line. It's a circle. Um, so what am I saying here? What I'm saying, what I'm recommending to people who have us, who have an awareness practice, a practice, a sitting practice of meditation where you sit down, hold still and observe. Now you may do that through there's different uh, techniques and so on that you may be using. I'm not here to particularly to, to discuss that. I would just say that simpler is better. So usually we, because of hope for something else, something better, fear of something worse, something that might take us over, might come forward and we don't want it to, or something that is just in the way is uh, we don't need. Uh, passion, aggression, and ignorance is the basic teaching there. And so the way to work with that, my understanding from doing this for a while, the way to work with that is to do it through awareness, not through the thinking process or evaluations or, or constructs or concepts. That doesn't mean we don't, we do away with those. We need those. You, you can't climb on up onto something without some kind of steps or a ladder. You need that ladder. The ladder is not the goal. The ladder is not the uh, summit. Kind of weak images sometimes, but need something. So in order to actually, if you, if you follow what I'm saying a little bit, then through your sitting practice, you'll notice that forms arise. Usually they are in the shape of something that is just, well, that's another form. Here we are with more forms or another three more forms came and then two left. And there's about 15 still hanging around looking for some acknowledgement. You know what thoughts are like. Disturbing, irritating, or else they're fluffy and they're enjoyable and they're smooth. They have a nice texture, a nice color, a nice smell, taste, touch. All the six sense fields are come into that. Have you noticed? All those are available in your imagination. Uh, body mind is not is is uh, connected with that, but is not uh, necessary. Those things can can occur without a physical form. That's how it looks. <clears throat> uh, as far as how it is, I don't know. You might have to find that out. I can't say this is how it is. I might be able to, like any teaching person, might be able to say, "Look this way. Look that way. Look at that. Look at it this way. Look at it this way." Um, if a teaching person is trying to do it for you, then they're not actually teaching. <laughs> they're interfering with you, actually. They might want some credit. So what it seems that necessary to do is to just observe the way in, in your mind, brain pan, in your mind, your stream of consciousness, the way things are shaping up, the way they shape up. Do not do anything with them. 
even if they're incredibly interesting and valuable and we really need to go in there and use that to figure out like a brilliant idea that you had about something, about the way things, the way the mind works. You know what I'm saying? You get seduced by that stuff. And it's not that it doesn't have a relative truth on its side. Of course, that's why it's so damn seductive. It's so seductive to go into this. And so if you're blessed with a, a really powerful um, intelligence, like I was not, uh, you may find yourself becoming a, a great scholar, find yourself using your incredible intellect, insight, intelligence to figure this out and explain it to everyone else. <clears throat> and again, this is not wrong. It's not incorrect. It's, it's what needs to happen. Some people, their karma actually compels them, propels them into that kind of a, an approach. And it's necessary. That's why there's a, the Buddha was not, uh, uh, not a simple minded, uh, oligarch. You notice he didn't set it up in such a way that uh, somebody was going to worship him forever, although a lot of people do it. it was, what was there, 18 schools? And that, that was not a mistake. You know, he knew what he was doing. He knew that, that he needed to respond to things as they were, and they were confusing. It was the world was deluded. The world did not see its delusion, so he, he let it float. And, of course, all the different people who were inspired by him in their own way took would say, and of course I wasn't there, but uh, as far as I know, but I think he said, I think he meant, I think he meant this. I think we should emphasize this. I don't think he was really, he said, do didn't he say something like do away with those precepts? Well, you should keep a few, <laughs> but he didn't say keep this one, this one, and this one. That was deliberate. I think, no, maybe not. Maybe you'll dig up something uh, in your treasure hunts where you'll find something that said, he said something else. And I don't mind. <clears throat> So when you're doing sitting meditation and the, your personal forms, I don't like this, I don't like this, this isn't doing so good, I'm not getting along good with my my spouse, my wife, my neighbor, my uh, congressman, for that matter, <laughs> anybody, you're just having some kind of an issue with any situation, if you can, if you can, if you have a strong sitting practice, there's a good chance there's going to be a lot more uh, space between uh, what arises and what you do about it, hopefully insofar as I deal in hope at all. So when the form arises, just look at the form. It's like, it's like, it's not this exactly, but it's almost like you have to depersonalize that because if you, if the, you could, if it has any, any body odor on it that you recognize, you're, you're going to get drawn into it. This doesn't mean that you should ignore anything that's arising. It's just that don't agree with it. Don't disagree and don't ignore it. Those are the three poisons. Those are the three hooks that are flying around on that windmill, or I should say windmill. And, you know, it's not even about not getting hooked. It's about if you do get hooked, don't add to that. I shouldn't have gotten hooked. Oh, there I go again. I just can't seem to do this or that. It's always about awareness. It's never about a conclusion or an exclusion. So if you if you actually look, the form that's arising, whether it's anger, irritation, or maybe some, some resentment, or maybe some, some negative feelings about how you've been doing on a particular project or a relationship with your spouse or your or your children, or your parents, or your Dharma teacher, whatever that may be, or your Sangha. Just just look at that form as it is, as a form, rather than some kind of personal uh, thing against you or for you. See if you can, see if you can look at that very, because if you can't, um, uh, if, if you can't let, what was the title of it, huh? Um, let form fall apart. Was that it? Nah. Was that it? That's a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll use that. So 
to if, if you if you see the form and there's any kind of personal if you inject any kind of personal uh, preference picking and choosing anything in there even if it's validated by relative truth by that you have all kinds of evidence I'm not interested in evidence and if you're interested in evidence then you're going to prove something and then someone else will come on with some other evidence to prove something else and then you've got what we call you know what that is it's called a merry-go-round that's why they have that's why that's entertaining is to go around because the illusion of getting somewhere is put on a circle. And don't take this to the bank. In other words, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying you shouldn't do any of this. It's always about awareness. So it's not about changing. It's not, you know, like I often say, I don't need any followers. If you're here, give me the benefit of the doubt. But I'm not going anywhere. So there's nobody to follow. So what happens when the, when you actually see the form in all of its clarity, in its crispness, in its, uh, high resolution? That's when it hurts the most, or that's when it's the most seductive or the most convincing. And that is the very time when you see that it is unreal. Because if you're trying to get it to back off or go away or not be so powerful, you're in for it. Don't go to war with anything. If you go to war with anything, because of the nature of uh, non-duality or Advaita, that that there are not not two things anywhere, because of the nature of that, uh, then you're actually buying into the delusion. You're actually creating an enemy. The, the actual warfare gets the, the thing that you're opposing or trying to get rid of is getting its energy from you because it's your projection. And it's not I'm laughing, but it's, it's not funny. What's funny is that it's so obvious if you see it. If you don't see it, struggle. It's difficult. And then we, we try different ways. We, as uh, the Vidyadara Chogyam Trungpa would uh, describe it, we go to the spiritual supermarket and try to see if, isn't there anything available for this particular problem or issue? The interesting thing is if you if you just look at the form, nothing lasts. The very nature of the three marks of existence, impermanence, uh, no self, uh, and uh, suffering. The very nature of that is the way out of this. That's the way into it is the way out of it. it won't, if you do nothing with it, then it comes apart because it can't last. It will not last. Only that which is uncreated can last. And it's not even lasting. It doesn't, doesn't care whether it lasts or it doesn't last. Lasting and not lasting is that's a low level. That's a fourth grade level. The whole issue of time and space is just, it's just a construct that we use as apparent separate beings to invade other villages. We've been doing it for centuries. And if you see what this is through watching the forms fall apart, if you see what it is, there'll be no conclusion. If there's a conclusion, you missed the point. If there's a conclusion, you actually created a point which you are assuming or endeavoring to justify that you've missed. You'll actually create the very point that you don't want to miss. I'm sure you're following me. <laughs> Go ahead. Question from online from Juzan. Who's he? <laughs> oh, that's Freedom Mountain. Yeah, well, you said you said so. Uh, his question is, what is boredom? Well, the downside of it is you already know, but the upside is it's a... It's, it's a it signifies that you are weaning yourself away from the need for entertainment. You don't need to be filled up with anything. You already have everything you need. So if you're feeling boredom, the downside is it sucks, boredom. But the upside is this is how it feels to solely not need anything. Would you say that has Well, fun? yeah, but that's not so fun, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I thought it was quite entertaining. <laughs> it's fun to watch, uh, watch, it, uh, watch your desires go away. It's, it's fun to watch. Like in my situation, uh, simply put, uh, 
not going to go into my diet, but I can't help but personalize everything I do because I'm a person. So to just notice that I don't have a, a snack hunger, that's kind of nice not to have that. So the dependent origination in there, I can't go into that. I'm not a dietitian, nor am I knowledgeable about that area. But I do know about this um, this uh, body speech mind situation. And so boredom is uh, just a it's a it's a significator that you're you're actually wean yourself away from the need for something else. That's what the Buddha said. Life is suffering. Why? Because you want something else. Second noble truth is desire. We want something else. This is not enough. We need, we, we like this. We appreciate it. Don't get me wrong, Mr. Universe. We like this. It's fine. We just want more of it or we want less of it. Yes. Do we die every time we said? Who's to say you're alive? I'm not accusing you of anything. Could that? Keep coming. Mm-hmm. Can't you can't Renato? Yeah, sure. Is that a sports car? <laughs> Keep coming. Yeah, that's good. Keep going. Drag it out of me. Okay. Go on. You said that um, if we come to a conclusion, you miss the point. So then what is the point? I don't know. The conclusion covered it up. It's not actually a point. You didn't do that. You're kidding me, right? <laughs> so bringing it all back home. What I'm basically saying is if you watch with clarity with, and that clarity might show up just like the, 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 the uh, weaning yourself away from entertainment, the, the, what comes up when you do that is, is boredom. It's not a very good feeling because you're doing without something you've been kind of addicted to. And so if you look at forms, we get addicted to the form and to knowing something about it. We don't care if it's positive, negative, or neutral. We just want to, what is our relationship to that, which reestablishes the validity or the apparent validity of a self that knows something. It's just grasping it at ego. Uh, twofold, uh, what is uh, uh, the uh, the 30 verses? How, what is his description of that? You remember that one verse? Which verse? Just give me one of them, you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> If, um, if, if if the yeah that one if consciousness isn't situated in perception only the twofold yeah. grasping will not cease to operate yes twofold grasping will not cease to operate and what what is twofold grasping assumption of you self and other okay that's part of them anymore this and that apples and oranges yeah there's lots of them they're all over the place so the idea there with uh, perception is that's what's being when I when I could just give a talk on that but just say it a little bit differently. What I am endeavoring to do is say, uh, when something arises in your mind, you can train yourself, you can practice uh, the, the, the lessening of the grasping, lessening of the rejecting, which is another form of grasping, and lessening of the shutting down by just concentrating, or not fixating, but just concentrating on, on the form itself, the quality, the texture, the shape, the color, the tone, the smell, the flavor until it, uh, I'm just going to say it in in as uh, simple a way as I can, but it will not necessarily happen this way. So if you look for results, you could go in a circle. Uh, But the way I want to say it is it will stop having a personality. It doesn't have one in the first place, but we impute or we think that there's something personal in everything. We're doing it constantly. So by doing that, you eventually see the, the, the bare aspect the pure perception of the form. And when you see that, then what happens after that, if as if there is a next, 
uh, as you'll see, that is actually empty of its of its uh, of the, the the nature that you thought that it was. It's empty of itself. Therefore, it's full. And so, there's a way to figure that out. If you if you if you see that, if you understand that, there's no way anybody can knock you out of the saddle. There's no saddle. There's no one to knock nothing to knock you out of. It's it's called uh, um, unconditional confidence. And there's no one there, and there's nothing to be confident in, and there's no reference point. And you can live that way. You can actually live without that, without the common reference point of success and failure, winning and losing, and even life and death. Life and death are uh, just um, ghost stories. Go ahead. Go ahead. Earlier, the stone didn't light when the when they were offering incense. Is it is that perfect as it was, even though it didn't burn the incense? Yes, whatever whatever occurs is is it. Now, now there you can come into it with a with another direction and say that there's something wrong with that. I mean, you can, there's all kinds of ways you can apply relative truth. You know, even but it's even it's funny that even people who are uh, nuclear physicists who went to what particle physics and so on can't actually find out what things actually are. They know what they look like, they know what they do, but they don't know what they are. Is it a what is it a particle and a wave? I think not that I'm knowledgeable about that. Some kind of stuff like that. So with that form, that's letting it fall apart, even though it didn't light the incense. It that's letting it fall apart. Just doing it is yeah, the source that whatever you're whatever occurs is just what what happens. It's not that something occurs isn't didn't screw things up and mess up the structure that you were. You're fixing lunch or something, or, or it's not that you didn't. Uh, something didn't happen that makes the rest of your day difficult. That you know causes and conditions ha happen like that. But there's no person experiencing that. that. That doesn't mean that the emotions, the intensity, the nerve endings that are abraded by that aren't really intense. They might even be more intense without a self, because the self actually can cover it up with its excuses, its justifications, and its complaints. So it muffles it. But you need to you need to live your life. Don't avoid your suffering. Just, I'm also not saying go the other way and be miserable and suffer. I'm just saying whatever arises, be a good host. Just allow things to occur. Allow the emotions to happen. Not that you can't uh, have, have a deeper understanding about that, of that situation. It's not that something that you, like uh, you have, uh, you did something bad, so you've got it coming. That kind of karma, karmic understanding. I'm not saying that. Although people talk like that a lot, so they can do whatever they want. Um, when the personality of the form falls away, what happens to the characteristics? They can still be there. They just don't have their, it's a, you could say another way, just using visual metaphors, which I enjoy, uh, you could say that it becomes transparent. It's there, but it's like a shimmer. It's, a, it's, a, it's like celluloid. You can see through it. It's like a stage play. It's there, and it's operating, and it, and it functions, but you know it's unreal. You know, you know, isn't it interesting that you can really enjoy a movie knowing it total, it's a total make-believe. And yet it, it's still, you know, we feel our, our, you know, our paranoia and our heartstrings, so to speak, and our gut level. That's that, it. That's similar to uh, our personality, the mask that we wear, uh, the etymology of the word person is mask. So when I take the mask off, I become transparent and I still have tendencies and characteristics. What's your question? You don't have to have one, but is, is that, is that similar? You don't have to take a mask off. Don't bother. 
too much, there's too much gaining idea in that. Start taking masks off. I just had to unmask. Horse shit. You know, that's, that's, it just doesn't work that way. You have to actually see the mask is unreal and, and you, it, to take it a little further, even be willing to have that mask forever. You know, no gaining idea. You don't, you don't get to get ahead here. This is a spiritual path. It's not a mundane path. If you want a mundane path, there, it's all over the internet. Go out and find somebody that'll sell you something. You follow me? I'm not scolding you. Might sound like it. I'm just saying you don't really, isn't it great? What, what, what a good thing. You can actually be, be who you are. Be my mask. Absolutely. That's why when some people, uh, ask me what happened to me, I say nothing's happened. Of course, something's happened, but it's not the conventional kind of happening. So therefore I can't agree. Nothing has happened. Something, something went away. And it was a, it was a belief there was somebody to defend or protect. There isn't anyone. Not only here, there isn't anyone here. Uh, I could say more, but I need to be asked questions in order to talk more. Yes. Earlier when uh, you were responding after we talked about the verse, you said concentrate on the senses. I never, never heard you say concentrate. What do you mean? It was always the first time. <laughs> so I'm just saying use that when you're sitting and in your post-meditation or however you want to see it. Just just look at whatever's happening. The, the, uh, Trump Rinpoche said something that always uh, stuck with me. Uh, he, his was more of a, a, a different dynamic than what I'm talking about. He said, first thought, best thought. He was just being saying that the first thing that arises is generally probably has the most validity to it because you have end time to screw it up. I think he, even his book of poems is called First Thought, Best Thought. So I would say I'm saying something somewhat similar, but I'm not saying necessarily first thought, best thought. I'm not going so far as to say that what arises is best. And that's what he was doing. And he had a, he had a, uh, his rationale, he was talking to thousands and thousands of people. And that was a pretty good teaching for thousands and thousands of people to get. But personally, I wouldn't say that to someone. I mean, I, I've repeated what he said because I think it's valuable. But I'm just saying, don't even go that far. Just whatever is arising, just look at it. Just observe. Be, be, uh, be extremely generous to everything. Give everything your attention. There isn't anything that isn't your business, but don't be nosy. <laughs> and there isn't anything that isn't your responsibility. Yes, sir. So you would say no thought, best thought. Uh, is that what you'd say? I would say that. You would? Yeah. Okay. Be careful. First thoughts are overrated. They are. Yeah, I think. I'd go along with that. Although I don't, I don't think that... Um, of course, if you, if you think that first thoughts are overrated, that's the second thought about the first thought. And so you've already got yourself in a pee willy piss chip bug poop. Oh. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Erase that. Where's Shoto? <laughs> Sorry about that. Third thought. That was the third thought. Uh, I'm commenting on yours, and I have my own uh, circus of uh, circus of elaboration. They do They do peripherate. They do. They peripherate. Yeah. What you said. Michael Bowie. Juzan has another question. Yes. Freedom Mountain. What if the form just doesn't fall apart? Doesn't matter. It's it's the awareness that's important. The the occurrences uh, that's none of your business. I mean, everything is your business. But on the other hand, from the point of view of accepting, rejecting, judging, evaluating, is it good? Is it bad? Should it or shouldn't it? Am I okay? Am I not okay? But just just seeing the falling apart or the not falling apart, 
not two. They're not two different things. It's just like it's difficult to talk about this one, but it, it can be done in some ways if the right questions are asked. But good and evil are just two. There's only good. There's only basic goodness. Evil is just uh, the misunderstanding part of it. Yes, sir. Is bringing awareness to the attachment to the form yeah. what we're endeavoring to do? Yeah, just you're sitting. You hold everything still that you can, and you watch what continues to move, and you will, over time, depends on how much you do that, you'll begin to see the way in which you delude yourself or the way in which delusion has personalized it, personalized itself for your particular dynamic. Your way of avoiding reality may show up as uh, pushing, pulling, shutting down, or a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It may rotate this way and rotate that way. There's all kinds of descriptions of how that works with different personalities. But you don't really need to study all that. You could just sit down. You, you, have, you have your own, uh, um, what is it, N equals 1. Right here, right here, your own laboratory, if you want to say that. Sit down, hold still, watch what minds and, and, and awaken. And I'm not here. I can't, I, I can't help you, but I can help you. Go ahead. Is an awakening a form? <clears throat> the concept of it is a form, yes. Awakening does not happen. Nothing is asleep. If you think things are, if you think some people are asleep and some people aren't, then you'll continue to struggle. I'm not accusing you of anything. One less <laughs> goes on. What forms fall apart? And you said for when the forms arise, what is a form? What do you think it is? How many levels anything of form? Anything that's distinct yeah. from anything else or appears distinct from anything yeah. else. Form. And then if I say uh, blue green. And you have an image or an understanding of it. You may be visual, you may not be, but you're conceptual enough to have an idea what that is. And that's separate from red. And those are, those are forms that, are, that have a conceptual dynamic, but they also have a visual dynamic. And if I say, uh, uh, avocado, we know how that tastes. We know there's a texture there that's recognizable. There's a taste there that's entirely distinct from, uh, tomatoes form. It's an incredible form. It's a, it's a, it is a, a vast display of, of uh, the way uh, all the different uh, way that um, that forms uh, come about and bring about uh, uh, personality or tones and pictures and visions and textures. It's astonishing. Called a what, is it, what do they call that? A cornucopia. Yeah. So what is the falling apart if that is arising choicelessly? It's it's the it's the belief or disbelief in anything. If you believe it, then that, that adds to it, and that is called materialism or fixation. If you disbelieve it and reject it and get away from it, that's, that's also creating another um, dynamic for uh, duality or thinking that things are separate or excluding something else so you can have your own reality or joining something else so you can be part of a larger whole. More? So when you say let the form fall apart, how can you do that? By watching the way you hang on, by if you sit down, hold still, you'll you each person would have their own personal um, storyline about the way in which they're attached or clinging to certain ideas. Somebody said something that's really bothered you. They haven't said they're sorry. Uh, things like that. That's kind of a simplistic thing because there's some uh, forms that are even more intense and have much more jagged edges than that. Like uh, someone really close to you dying that you miss and you have. But that's the belief that they're a solid being that can actually exit and end 
All they did is leave the room. And, and it's very, very selfish of people to go into remorse that's based on that. I would never say that to someone who's in the middle of that because that would be unfair to them. That would be try to say something to change them. And they, their, their, their confusion should be respected. They should be allowed to go through that. But buying into that may not be helpful to them. Go ahead. Is there a difference between remorse and grief? Well, uh, remorse is maybe more like something you, you think you could have done something about or not done. You could have not hurt that person's feelings or you could have not uh, obstructed them or uh, in some way. Whereas grief may be something it looks more like you had no say-so about. Uh, someone was t something. Someone was taken from you, and so you're grieving the loss of that, of your, <coughs> of your pet, or of your, or your sister, your brother, your husband, your mom. Is that what? Yeah. So just a different, different shape of the same similar kind of emotion. It's not about stopping that. It's about actually being completely with that, but realizing that its fundamental nature is unreal. To be with something that's uncomfortable, do we have to gesture to go towards it? Moving to the cushion is a gesture to go towards uh, that part of your life that you're shutting down on. Go over, sit down. This is the gesture. Sit down, hold still, and prepare yourself. And how do you prepare yourself? <laughs> so find everything that's moving and in a simple, gentle kind of way, hold it still. But don't demand. Don't don't turn into a, sometimes the some cultures are more macho and they want to sit you in a box or they want to make you tell you never to move and don't blow your nose and all that. But we're not going to do that here. Not that that didn't have made some kind of a benefit culturally in the 13th century, but we don't need it now. And so sit down, hold still and watch what is coming and going and don't grasp it, don't reject it and don't shut down on it. And in that way, you begin to really see on, in a deep way how your particular uh, confusion, how your clatia mind is operating. You actually get to see your pride and your humiliation. Same thing. If you think pride is to be gotten rid of and humiliation, who am I talking about? Oh, yeah. Same penny. Huh? Same penny. Yeah. Same penny. It's interesting that it's set up that way. <clears throat> who did that? Uh, nobody here knows. <laughs> we don't have to know who did it. Who is extra? Have a few minutes. Anyone else? Questions? Sean. So when you kind of said earlier something about when somebody dies, they've just left the room, is a way of kind of looking at when we see our friends just leave the room, do they die? Well, in a sense, they do. They're not here. It's an interesting area because quite a bit of the grief there is is, is, a, is not about them. It's about us and our attachment to them and our feeling about them. And all. I'm not, don't misunderstand, I'm not minimizing the emotion of the feeling to be extremely difficult and disturbing. But you, if a person is a meditator, you might be able to handle that. I mean, you might not be able to, to what would you say, overcome that and never have any negative feelings. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the way in which you work with the negativity is uh, is not to add on to the negativity by saying, well, it shouldn't be there, or I don't deserve this, or it must be my terrible karma, you know, all kinds of additions that are, are not actually allowing the form to empty out. The form needs to empty out, and it can't empty out it's just a relative way of saying it. It doesn't do anything, actually. But you, you just see that you can't, there's no, there's nothing there. It's like you have a projector and you're looking for a screen. But, but since you're no longer adding on to the, the situations that are rising in front of you, then they, they become less and less screen-like. 
They, every time you try to shine something on something so you know what it is, you just get white light. To ego, that's terrifying. But to uh, Buddha nature or a wisdom mind, it's just another snapshot of itself. Don't believe a word I say. I'm not here to convince you of anything. If you if you feel that I'm uh, wrong or off, I you know keep the of the two keep the principal witness. Stick with your own mind. If you need me, let me know. If you don't, uh, do something else. <laughs> you <gonna> sneeze? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Any other questions? Anyone in line? Yeah. Um, you were talking about how Trump used the term basic goodness. Mm -hmm. So if there's good and bad polarity, and that's not something that is that polarity, why? What is what is the word good in that sense? You have to, you have to say something. It's just a, you know, you have to say something. So, sure, it's a polarized word, but the way uh, we don't have, we could use uh, Satagata Garbha, Shunyata, or, uh, or Dharmata, or Dharmadatu, or there's all kinds of fancy words that we could use. But I think it's, I think it was a good, uh, to say basic goodness. It's not, it's not the goodness that has its opposite of good and bad. It's not the divisive kind of basic good and bad. It's just fundamentally uh, wholesome and good. And, and it doesn't have a polarity to it. It's not at war with anything. So uh, this doesn't mean that uh, basic goodness is going to be a pushover that some kind of terrible uh, uh, slave driver is going to come charging in and take everything over. But they might, uh, the person who is, who is a good, uh, who is a good as opposed to, to bad, who has a pretend, pretense of goodness might be more apt to, to cower and run from that evil. The person who's basically good will take them out because it, because there isn't anyone. And their understanding is it goes through the floor to the center of the earth and right out the other side. The understanding is it doesn't have any boundaries. There aren't any walls of the mind. There isn't even Buddhism. Even Buddhism is just a, a, a raft to get to the other side of the river, to use that metaphor. So therefore, that person is not, not threatened by their own, oh, what if I did something bad? It doesn't function for them. So therefore, basic goodness was this is a, why uh, uh, Trump or Pache was such an outlandish person because he functioned out of his karma. He was not denying his karma. And, you know, we get to deal with it or not. Everybody's, there's people that are uh, judging him and evaluating him and probably with good reason. <laughs> he was a rascal. Yes. Earlier when you were talking about someone dealing with remorse, you said that trying to correct that situation um, would be disrespectful to their confusion, but also joining it would also be harmful. <clears throat> and it seems like that could be like rejection or aggression and passion. Could so be. how could, how could we work with a situation like that when it seems like there's not a lot of wiggle room? That's it. If there were wiggle room, then they'd be suspect, but there isn't any wiggle room. More? That was probably enough. Keep coming. Help me. Like buying. So would you, I guess the only thing coming up is, would you just say nothing? Uh, probably. This doesn't, if you're actually there with the situation, you're completely present, probably you wouldn't say much. There's not a lot you can say in a situation where, of course, another person is going through that kind of intensity. But if you try to do anything with it, you're, you're actually buying into it. And you're, you could say you're making it worse for them. Not, not, not fundamentally worse, but you're making it even more difficult to see the illusory nature of what they're going through. 
they'll, they'll believe their emotions even more. This doesn't mean that you stand outside and, and set up some kind of a form saying, I don't do that. I don't buy into anybody's stuff. That's, that's, a, uh, existential bullshit. Sorry. I, I forget there's children watching. No. No. Oh, you turned them off. Could <laughs> 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 you do that? <laughs> so you follow me a little bit. So don't, don't accept, don't reject, but stay with them. Don't ignore them. Look at the look in their eyes. You know, depending on the situation, stay with them. If they ask for some kind of uh, uh, something, uh, I don't know what it would be, but but you know, of course, help them. Be with them. Spend time with them. Hold their hand. Hug them. Yes. So for not functioning out of um, just well, I'm not going to meddle with this person. If we have thoughts of meddling that arise, not not a problem. Just don't believe them, which also means don't disbelieve them. No comment, no no commentary on anything. Thoughts are just. But by that time, uh, assuming you begin begin to understand this in a deep way, you'll be able to have anything will have uh, have free play in your mind stream because there's no no longer solid being guarding anything. So terrible, horrible things can come rushing through. Monsters can come through. Uh, but they can't find anybody, so uh, sorry, nobody's at home. They go on their way. Or not, because it doesn't matter if they stay or leave. You're no longer at war with anything. No longer at war. Good idea. And it's not even an idea. It's just the nature of things once all the the, the, the hyperbole has, has started to bleed through and faded. So taking a position on either one of those situations, you follow me on that? Just don't take a position. And that might involve seeing how you keep grasping at something or grasping at this. But it's just if you just watch the grasping and don't add any kind of uh, uh, what, nomenclature or no philosophy to it, no psychology, no pterodactyls, just that. It's just that. And if it's just that, you won't know what it is. This is when form begin, becomes begins to show up as empty of its uh, uh, the content you thought was there. It's just a form. Exciting, huh? I like that mudra. <laughs> <laughs> so a few minutes if there's any other questions. Thank you so much. Okay. I'll stand and dedicate the merit that's in the back of the red chant books. And what else does Uno say? If you can help us by donating, you can go online and help us. Do that. <laughs> Give us a Christmas present. She's watching right now. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to be the leader. <laughs> May the miracles penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way.
bodhisattvas of the ten directions and the three times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering and fill them with light.